Hey guys, thanks for joining me on this bonus episode of the Broke at 40 podcast, where I'm going to be talking about the ultimate retirement calculator. But first, I just wanted to take a minute and say that, as you guys know, I've shared with you before that I, in the future, will probably be venturing into YouTube and creating content there. But as you guys know, I am anonymous right now. My name is not really Evan Thomas, as you know, and so I still have a W-2 job, and I'm sharing content about how over the past 15 years I got to a million-dollar net worth, and I don't really want to be saying exactly who I am, per se, to have my face out there and create a lot of content. And so it's something I'm going to segue into over the next couple of years, but I've been dabbling in it just a little bit. And I wanted to share with you that I found somebody really interesting on YouTube that I want you guys to check out. And the pod, the uh, YouTube channel is called 40 and Broke. And I thought to myself, okay, great. So my podcast is called Broke at 40, where I'm going back over 15 years, as you know, and sharing my backstory and giving you inspiration and motivation for all of you to you know, do your best with personal finance. And I found Leroy on 40 and Broke. And so his situation is that he is currently 40 and he is currently broke. And so he's sharing his uh, inspiration and his desires to build wealth over time from a starting point of being broke at 40. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Leroy. I've been watching your videos. I think your content is really inspiring. Um, for those of you then, again, listening, you may want to go check out his YouTube channel, 40 and Broke, and follow him on his journey. And Leroy, maybe we can do a collaboration where we, you know, talk about our finances and I'll share with you everything I've done. One thing I'd like to do, I, many of you know, listening um, to the podcast is that this is more of a passion project for me. I'm not really looking to make money with this. And I'm maybe someday, like, you know, in five or 10 years or something like that. But for now, this is just a total passion project. And I'm willing then to work with people and help them if they want my help. So I always say all the time, you can email me at evanthomasbroke at yahoo.com. If you want to come on the show in a case study, or just want to, you know, collaborate and chat with me about your finances, then I'm more than willing to do so. So Moving forward, though, in this content of this episode, I want to anchor to five days ago when I produced the episode, which was the Roaring Twenties, remember? And I ended that episode talking about the uh, interesting information that I've heard from Vanguard. If you're not familiar with Vanguard, they're just a company where you can purchase mutual funds and all sorts of things through their, their uh, company. And they gave an interesting 10-year prediction. So I want to anchor this to the, the 20s, right? The 2020s. We're all in this decade right now. We cannot change the landscape of if we're in a bull market or bear market. So you know all that, right? We've talked about that before. And uh, a few days ago when I produced that episode, I, I did say that, you know, as you guys are going through this decade, uh, I want to congratulate you for every step of the way because... This is a really great time for you. This could represent, as I said in my first episode, I believe, um, back in April of 2020, where if we are going to go into bear market territory, this is great for people like Leroy that are 40 and broke and all of you that are going through your investment journey. And I'm going to explain why. A lot of things I do on this podcast is, you know, we can hear all the time people say things like, 
you know, the, a bear market would be great for you, but you might be wondering like, well, well, why? <laughs> so what I hope to do on this episode today is to talk about my numbers again and anchor to some things that I heard from this uh, project, projection at Vanguard. So I'd like to start with that first um, by sharing with you some information about what I heard. You might want to take a few notes. But the CEO at Vanguard is really pretty much predicting that for the 2020s, for this 10-year time frame, he said that um, U.S. equities, so U.S. stocks, might only return about 2.4 to 4.4%. So that's not much, right? So if you just do an average of those two, that's like 3.4%, okay? And remember... Over the past several years, you guys know by looking at the S&P 500, stocks have done 20%, 18%, right? Just crazy. So you might be wanting to prepare for more of a lesser return decade, but I'll get to you here in just a minute um, as far as why that's really great for you. So 3.4 for equities and, oh, I think I messed up actually. U.S. equity, yeah, no, no. U.S. equities is 3.4, but global equity, so international would be more like 5.2 to perhaps 7.2%, which if you average that out, it's about 6.2%. Now, let me just anchor to my uh, asset allocation. As you guys know, because I'm older, I'm 55, my asset allocation right now is 60% stocks, 40% bonds. And I actually have 62% of my equities in US and about 38% in global equities. So if you just look at the numbers then and break it down, you can then do an average um, of about 4.8% for a 10-year forecast, okay? Now for bonds, they're predicting for fixed income, they're saying like maybe 1.4 to 2.4%. Well, that's like 1.9% average. And I have about 59% in US bonds. And then global bonds for internationals like 1.3 to 2.3% or on average about 1.8%. And I have about 41% in global bonds in my portfolio today. So when you look at numbers like that for a 10-year time frame, you know, given the fact that I have a balanced portfolio, if you take the 4.8 for the stocks, 10-year average, and then a 1.85 for bonds, it may only be a three and a half percent annual rate of return on average for a 10 year time frame, which is very different than the bull market that we had, as I said last episode, from 2010 to 2020. Okay. So that could be very troublesome for somebody like me that is wanting to live off of my million dollars if I quit my W 2 job next year. So be thinking about that as you guys move forward. And of course, that's something for you that's on your radar way into the future, right? So if I go back and I think about Leroy and all of you that are in your 40s and building your wealth, then this could be a really good thing for you guys. And let me kind of segue into talking about what I mean for that. So you may have heard that the, um, the 2010s, no, no, no. I think the year 2000 to the year 2010, they kind of consider that, I've heard the term, the lost decade, which means everything was kind of flat. So people that were investing during that decade didn't even get the 3.5% average over those 10 years because of what? We had the 
you know, everything that happened in 2001 with 9-11 <clears throat> and then, of course, the Great Recession and such, right? So you have to think about that. But remember, I started investing in like 2005, 6, 7, 8, and then my stocks, you know, everything went down, my value. But who cares? I only had $40,000 in investments. It went down. Um, but then I rode that bull market up. So if you think then about the 2020s for you guys, I think this is such an amazing thing because, you know, they say that we may have one or two market corrections in the 2020s. So for this decade, so that could be a bear market of 20% or more, which like we had, as I said last time in March of 2020, where it went down and it came back up. And so we could have maybe two market corrections in this decade that we're in right now. So why is that good for you? And why do people always say, oh, you should hope for a bear market? Well, let me tell you why. Let me give you some examples of why that is such a great thing if you're not quite sure. So let me simplify it. So if you have a mutual fund and you're buying into stocks, let's just simplify it and say you had $100 and you wanted to buy um, five shares. You know, you had 100 bucks to go into a mutual fund. And let's say it was $20 per share. Well, then your $100 bought five shares, right? Now, let's say the market goes down and all of a sudden those shares go from $20 a share to $14 a share. Now, your money, yes, went down during that time frame, but who cares? You don't need it anyway. You're not selling shares to live off of quite yet. You're building your money over time. And so suddenly now, if you're still dollar cost averaging into the market, that $100 doesn't buy the five shares. It buys more shares. It buys seven shares, right? With the same amount of money. Then you flash forward, let's say 15 years into the future, like what happened for me as I was building that wealth over time. Suddenly, as the market continues to go up, so does your money. And yes, it could be unrealized gains. But once you get to my age then... Because maybe when you were younger, you had 90% stocks, 10% bonds, right? You could be aggressive. Who cares if the market goes up and down? But then as you build that wealth up to a million or whatever, wherever you can get to, then suddenly you do what I did perhaps, and you can check with it an, an advisor. This is just for educational and entertainment purposes only, as you know. But what I chose to do then, because I had built that wealth, I didn't want to risk losing money if we go into these corrections coming up in the 2020s. So I level set the playing field to a more balanced portfolio, selling some of the shares of the stocks into the bonds, right? And I leveled it out to now where I've got 60% stocks, 40% bonds. And so that is why Vanguard then shared with me in my accumulation to distribution episodes, my Dear Dollar Diary episodes, where I'm working with them to make sure I'm comfortable going into retirement if I choose to do so in 2022, as you know, um, so that then if the market does go down, I don't lose as much. So that's the concept behind that. And they're very confident in that type of a scenario where they have me placed in this balanced portfolio. So let me switch gears a little bit and end the episode today with just sharing with you guys really the primary reason why I wanted to do this bonus episode for you today is that I revisited, revisited a calculator that I've used through the years, and I wanted to share that with you and end the episode and talk through this calculator that I think you should all go to right now as you're going from broke to brilliant and you're trying to build your financial future, that engine that you're creating over time, 
I heard of Todd Dresseter, the financial mentor, many years ago. So just go out to Google and put in Todd Dresseter or the financial mentor, and his website is going to pop up. And I would like you then to go to the calculators tab and then go to the um, ultimate retirement calculator is my favorite. And I want to talk through this for you and for me, because I wanted to look through the numbers and I'm going to share with you what I put in and you can put your numbers in as well. And as you're building your wealth, then this is really going to help you stay on track. So for me, then, if you go to this ultimate retirement calculator, which by the way, it works best with the browser and Google, don't use Internet Explorer. Um, it definitely um, has you put some great information in here for your personal information. So enter your age at the end of the current year. So I put 55. Enter the age you plan to retire. I put 56. As you know, I'm role playing to see if this is what I really want to do. Enter life expectancy, 100 years. And then under the conventional retirement planning widget here, it says total savings that you have now. I put in 1.1 million desired annual retirement income, I put 36,000. Now remember, with Vanguard, I said to them, I would want to start with 32,000 per year. Remember, I said the 17,000 expenses, the 8,000 additional expenses for healthcare, um, and then about 6,000 or so for fun and other. But I decided to bump it up on the calculator here to 36,000, not quite 40, which as you know, I could also do and have 99% likelihood of success. Go back and listen to those Dear Dollar Diary episodes. But I just decided to put in 36000 And what's really great about this calculator is you can continue to change it, update it, click calculate, and see what is best for you as you consider all of these alternatives and options of things that you can control, okay? Uh, desired estate at death, I just put zero. I don't have children, so I'm not going to be leaving money to anybody. And then it says average annual investment return from uh, age 55 to 56, I put in there because that's the year I plan to perhaps retire. Um, and I put just 3.5%, right? We'll probably end the year. As you know, I talked about that in a previous episode. It's probably going to be another great year, 2021. But then from 56 to 100, I put in 5%. Because remember, if you are looking at, you know, 30 years or more. And again, this is in retirement. What people tend to forget is that once you do get to retirement with your money, your money continues to grow because you still have, or you're taking on some risk, um, albeit not a huge risk, but you want to make sure you're hedging inflation, right? So you still have perhaps 60% of your portfolio or maybe 50% in the stock market, right? So it stands to reason then for a larger amount of time, I'm going to put in 5%, which still is super, super, super conservative, right? So I put that in there. Um, and then I put estimated tax rate during retirement, maybe 10%. If you go back to one of my episodes, remember I said it would be a lower tax bracket, obviously, if I was pulling from the investments from the traditional 401k. And remember, if I do retire before age 59 and a half, there's the rule of 55. So you can take money out of your 401k without any penalties, which is great, as you know, for those in the FIRE community that want to retire early. So I just put in 10% there. Estimated average annual inflation rate, 3%. Yeah, we know that the <laughs> we're living in a year right now where the inflation rate has gone high. 
and people think it's probably going to stabilize, come back down, but we'll probably get to more of a 3% over the next 20 years or so, right? So that's what I put in there, even though, as we know, in the past, it was much lower, but I'm going to err on the side of more. Um, and then I did also put in my um, monthly retirement income from Social Security, and I actually lowered that to 15000 a year rather than the 18000 a year, because if I do stop working next year, the estimated um, Social Security um, was 18,000 a year, remember? But if you do retire early, you have to take into consideration that they base that 18,000 on if you continued to work to age 67. So I lowered it, okay, to 1250 per month, the start age at 67 to 100. And I did put in an annual uh, COL, um, uh, which is the adjustment I can't remember what that stands for. Isn't that crazy? Um, anyway, let me keep going. So 3% for that, it's going to increase a little bit. Um, cost of living, duh, <laughs> um, for of about 3%, and it starts at age 67. And then when you hit the calculate button, you can look at the numbers, right? And so it lets you know if you're on track or not. So as I scroll down, what I really like, and obviously I'm not on YouTube, so I can't show you this, but on my podcast, and you can actually be walking through this calculator as I speak, it's really great, as you guys know, to see each year, just like I shared with you last week, where I used to do this on an Excel spreadsheet and get a calculator out, you know, and put in those numbers yourself. It's going to keep you on track. But what I see here then is it goes age, you know, year 2020, it says age 56. It says I've got the 1.1 million. The investment returns might just be 55,000, right? What's my inflated need if I put in 36,000, right? Well, the inflated need is 37,000, right? And, but the pre-tax need is 41,200. Again, if I'm pulling from the taxable account of my 401k. So that's great. Um, now in the future, I could be pulling from a Roth, which means this inflated need or the pre-tax need would be not there, right? The money you have is the money you have in a Roth IRA, even if there's gains in it. So then the adjusted need is the 37. So then the year-end balance on the far right says 1.1. Now, what's interesting about this, as I go from 56 to 66, so remember, we're talking about the entire decade of the 2020s. It really looks like the ending balance hovers right around 1.1 and kind of creeps up to 1.2, even though... I'm pulling money off of that 36,000 plus the inflated need, right? Because by the time we get to the year 2029 and such, my um, inflated need is all, all the way up to like 45,000. So it takes that into consideration. But again, what's great about this calculator is you can go back and put in different numbers, scroll back down, look at your uh, year-end balances, and then you scroll to the bottom and you're like, okay, by the time I get to age 75, it could creep up to 1.4 million, even though you've been living off of this all along. And as you scroll down for this, it says year 2066, if I make it to year 100 years old, the year-end balance is 1.4 million. So I love this kind of stuff. I love to be able to see it and really take into consideration 
you know, wow, okay, the, here's the contributions. No, the contribution stopped because you're not putting money in it anymore. This is for me, by the way. So for somebody that's getting near retirement, but for you, if you're at 40 right now, 40 and broke, and you're putting in the numbers, you can see what are your contributions? What is the investment return, et cetera? And you could build this up until whatever age you want to stop working. And you can really look at those numbers to see where could you possibly be with this type of a return, the amount of money you're putting in that we talked about last time, et cetera. So let me go ahead and close this episode. Um, again, this um, ultimate retirement calculator is my absolute favorite on the financialmentor.com website, Todd Dresseter. I would highly encourage you to take a look at that. So just in wrapping this episode then today, everybody is, you know, again, you know, let's look at the year 2020s as not being as high as maybe we would have had in the past decade. But again, that's great for you guys, because again, right, if we have those one or two market corrections, you guys are still working for the next 10 years. Most likely, if you're broke at 40, you'll get to age 50 and you would have had a couple dips in the market of 10, 20, maybe even 30 percent or more. And you're still dollar cost averaging, putting that money in. So at the end of the 10 years, then you're going to be surprised at how much money and wealth you've actually created for yourself. 